Welcome to Excel Leadership, an organization devoted to navigating enterprise on the high seas. Core values, core leadership, and core training. Dr. Bill Purvis is the leader of one of America's mega churches, a highly sought after motivational speaker, and founder and CEO of Excel Leadership. Businesses and industries today spend enormous amounts of money on training and wonder why they aren't seeing the results of these expenditures. Excel Leadership delivers results. Excel Leadership challenges you to grow in your personal life, leadership skills, and alignment of core values to achieve your maximum potential. Let's listen in as Bill speaks to a live audience of people just like you who are eager to grow in their leadership skills. All right, today for a moment, we're going to talk about uh, how to lead change. I know you never have to deal with that, but, uh, but we just thought we'd throw it in. Fact is, is, is uh, change is one of those things that's going to come whether we like it or not, okay? I have to learn how to, how do I make the best of it, how to make it work for me. And so in your notes today, we've said this. This is how you lead change. And the, the initially, we say, why do people change? And there are certain motivations or reasons. Two reasons that I know of is, one, they hit bottom hard enough that they have to. You know, we've been there before. Something happens, the bottom falls out, and we decide this is not working, so I have to change. The second is they may learn enough that they want to. Now, I like that group because they stay hungry, they're passionate, and generally they don't want to, uh, they're, they're just not trying to get out of a mess. They're trying to go somewhere. But those are two reasons most people change. Now, we say this, does everyone change at the same speed? And I have the answers for you in here. People in an organization don't all change at the same speed. And uh, there are certain personalities that change real easy. The analytical are more reserved, need more information. And uh, leaders oftentimes will change quicker. And uh, they process information a little quicker. That's part of it. Now, I had a guy one time on our staff that was a, that was a retired lieutenant colonel. He was a member of Mint City. He's a very smart man. And he would analyze something so well that when I wanted to make a change... I would call him on Friday. If we had a meeting on Monday with the rest of the staff, I'd call him on Friday and just tell him all that I wanted to do. And, and I would say, any other questions? Well, I may call you. He may call me Saturday afternoon. He may call me Sunday afternoon. And he'd still have more questions. When we got in the room on Monday, we were all on the same page. And he was into it. But I learned quickly the first time that he came on staff that when you brought him in a room with everybody else at the same time and you gave the info at the same time, he, he didn't buy in as quick. Now, it wasn't that he was opposed. He just could see through it a lot. He wanted to know how it was wired up, and he had more questions. So I learned that people that don't change as fast, sometimes it's best to give them information earlier so they have time to process it and think through it. And I always want them to find the faults in it. Now, most of us, we know this about that. My way, and your way may be different, my way is I generally can play devil's advocate on my idea anyway. So I take the idea and I think it through and I try to shoot every hole I can in it. And when I know it will stand, then I take it into the others. And then if they start shooting at it, I can say, I've thought about that, but. I've thought about that, but. And then they say, okay, he's thought about it. The danger of that, though, I've found is after I answer two or three of them real well, they think, well, my question I won't ask because he's already thought about it. And I keep saying, I haven't thought about everything. Please tell me because sometimes... I've walked out and got egg on my face because I didn't have the good questions that, that showed me. And people say, well, I saw that. Why didn't you say so? Well, I guess because you answered the first three so well, I thought my question would probably make me look like, you know, I, I was out of the loop. And so 
I, I encourage you to, to bring that group around to make certain before you make through that kind of a change process. Now, how do you lead change? Let me give you, let me give you six ways here. One is you have to change. And we say here, internal change always precedes external change. The change starts on the inside of us. You know, that's what changes. And you got to remember now, people don't change easily because they love comfort or love the, you know, least effort or they don't think strategically or long-term. Uh, they may be accustomed to a certain habit or they like the easy path or they fear failure, so they don't change easy. So the first change make that's got to be made is I have to change myself. And generally that's a change of the mind. You know, it starts in your own head. We have to be willing to say, okay, how do I, I'm thinking this way, but I'm not getting the results I should. One of the gentlemen I was with last night for dinner, I asked him a couple of questions. And one of the questions that I asked him, I said, I keep, I, I said, I, I, and my way of saying it was this, it's kind of my, my Southern way of analyzing it. But I said, look, I know I'm in the neighborhood, but I'm not at the right house. And I said, I, I'm in the general vicinity. I know it works, but I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. And he gave me some answers. He said, okay, tell me where you are. And I told him a couple of things. And he brought out something that is right in front of me. He said, well, you need to do this. And I said, well, of all things, I, you know, it's like you, it's like you packed your car for the vacation, but you didn't put the kids in the car, you know. And I said, how did I miss that one? And he said, well, I probably wouldn't have got the others, but I, but I got that one. I saw when you got through, you didn't answer that question. And, and he was right. Now, I needed that. Now, what if I'd have said, I've been doing it this way. I'm not going to change. He helped me and saved me years, perhaps, by being able to, to get me to change my mind. And I'm willing to change my mind. I, I believe that change for all of us starts with us being willing to be teachable. You know, to say, you may have a better idea. So tell me. Now, if my idea is better, we call it around here knocking it off when we're creating something. I have a whole room full of folks, and I'll say, okay, here's the idea. I want to do this, 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 and I'll put it up. And, and they'll throw all these ideas, and I'll say, mine's still standing. Now, it's kind of the king of the hill idea. And then somebody will say something so good, I say, oh, you just knocked mine off. And I'll wipe it off and put theirs on. The change of the mind starts with our being willing to say, I want to learn, I want to grow, uh, I, I I want, to, I want to reach a place in my life where, where I'm always hungry for it. And so it starts with our own mind. I mentioned here that if we aren't changing, we're not growing. Uh, the world is changing, so we have to change you know, in, in order to stay in the game. You know, there's a statement I used to make that say, uh, uh, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. You know, I get to choose whether to grow or not, but I, but I don't get to choose whether to change. You know, the weather changed today, so you had to change your wardrobe. You know, traffic may cause you to change your direction. Everything changes around you. So change is going to come whether we like it or not. Growth is the option. We, we get to decide, do I grow through this or not? Um, I mentioned expect change because it's a part of life. If you can learn to be comfortable with it, you know, figure this out and it'll, it'll make life a little easier. Every day there's going to be a problem, okay? And there may be many, but there'll always be one problem a day. Now, sometimes they're huge, sometimes they're small. But when a problem comes... You can, if, you, if you've kind of built in the fact that we're going to have a problem today, I figure every day of my life somebody's not going to like me for something. I figure every day of my life I'm going to offend somebody, I'm going to make somebody happy, somebody sad, somebody mad, 
And so when that happens, I say, okay, there's, there's what I thought. It's over. And, and you, can, you can deal with it easier than, than if you think it's supposed to be a perfect day, a perfect setting. If, if you think everybody's, everything's going to be perfect, you're going to find yourself slowed down and stopped a lot when problems come. And so just expect change is part of it, okay? It's all right. happens to the best of us. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the part that I think we've got to learn to be comfortable enough with. Uh, you understand that change is not your enemy. Sometimes changes happen in your life that, um, that you look back now and you're glad it happened the way it did. You know, it, it, you think, man, if that, what I thought was bad turned out to be the best thing for me. I'm glad it changed like that. You know, I, I remember going back to, uh, to uh, like a high school reunion, and I saw some girls that I'm glad that, you know, they were busy that night. I asked them for a date, and we never fell in love. <laughs> I said, I'm so glad they said, call me again. <laughs> and, and, and I go back and say, how about that? You know, I'm glad that I didn't do certain things in my life. That so, so understand change is not bad. Uh, and then we say in that part of it, learn to enjoy it. It'll take me higher. Number two. If I want to lead change, this is, you can't do it all the time, but this can work. Create a crisis. There are many people that know how to get people to change because they can create a crisis. And, and that's not a bad thing to do. Uh, it, it's called, you establish a sense of urgency by saying, do you see the mess we're in? And you have to go in because we say people don't change till they have to. So you got to go in and say, folks, Listen, they're coming through the door, but they're not buying the product. Or, you know, they're calling, but the phone's not working. And you have to create a crisis to get some people to get on it. And so that's what some people do. And some people, if you know people that are good at creating crisis, just say, okay, do me a favor. Go around the office, find everything broke. And, and at the next meeting, tell us what all's broke. You know, since you apparently have a gift for finding all that stuff. Let's, I used to use a guy who was a very negative person, and, and, and he was on our staff, and he would, he would demoralize a room. He'd just take the air out of it. So what I'd say to him, look, you're so negative. I want you to go around and save up all the problems. You find everything that's really broke. Now, don't just complain about petty stuff, but really broke things. And at the next meeting, you're going to get your chance to just spill it all out. And, and I remember the one time he came in, he's going through his list. When it was over, I put my arm around and said, you feel better now? He said, I feel good. Well, other people may not have liked it, but we, we fix problems because that's what he loved to talk about. So instead of kicking him off the bus, you know, the fact is, is let him use whatever he gifts he's got. Do I want to hang out with him? No. But, but at the same time, he had an ability to see some things that, uh, that a lot of people ignore. <coughs> so create the crisis. Number three, communicate the positives of change. If I want to get them to change, you got to show them why it's better. Do you remember, some of, some of you remember this. You remember when Coca-Cola tried to change the old classic Coke one time? Spent all that money, did all that marketing, all this, and all of a sudden, they just got this backlash. You know, people said, we're going to Pepsi and Dr. Pepper and RC, and, and, and they were wanting to jump off the wagon, and they had to come back. And one of the lessons Coca-Cola teaches is that they didn't process change well enough. They just had a lot of assumptions built in, and they just figured people don't matter. We're Coke. We can do what we want. And, and they, they said that, that really hurt them at that time. I think that what you have to do is you've got to learn to, to push out, here's what's going to be great. It's going to cost us, folks. It's going to be hard. But let me tell you what will happen when that's over. 
You know, the, 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 the benefit of it's kind of like my family. I want to take them to Hawaii, and, and I got two of them that cannot stand to fly. I mean, they hate it. They, you know, they'd, they'd rather go, and they don't drink. But I've told them before, I've said, look, I'd have to give you a fifth of Jack Daniels to get you to go, wouldn't it? They said, take something harder than that. You know? and, and you just got to knock them out. They can't stand. They'll take Dramamine and all the other kind of stuff. And so my talking to them, getting them to go to Hawaii, has been about a three-month process. You know what I'm doing? I'm showing them pictures of luau's and showing them the ocean and the beach. Because if we want to make that 12 to 14-hour flight, I got to get them to see that when we land, it's going to be wonderful. And, and so I've got them almost there. But, but the first thing you think, you know, we're going to Hawaii. They think, locked on a plane 12 hours. I don't want to do that. Let's just go to Panama City, you know, the Redneck Riviera. And, and so that's kind of what they, that's the way they think. You got to show the positives. If you do this, you may be thinking about with some of these financial advisors like this we've talked about. You say, well, if I go in there, I got to fill out all that paperwork and go through and dig all this stuff up. You're talking about three or four days of just intense effort. And what they have to say is, here's where you'll be if you'll make that. And so with all of us, I think that's the best way to show the outcome. Number four, establish short-term wins. Um, you know, in football, they, they used to tell us this. They say, don't look at the goal line. Just look at the hash marks. You know, try to, if you've got to pick up four or five yards, just, just look at that. And what we're saying is a lot of times people's momentum will wane, and what they need is a little win. They don't have to have a lot, a lot of them. You know, the big one, what they need at the moment just to stay in the game is some little wins. That's what every one of us need every day is just a little win under the belt. If I, if I get that little win... It keeps you going back, and then one day there's the great big thing, but the little win is generally what we need to do. And that's the best thing you can do for a relationship. It's the best thing you can do for your family, for your kids. Uh, they, they just need, all of them need that little win under the belt. And you can provide those little wins that in the end I think keeps them on track. Number, uh, number five, this one is crucial right here. This is the one you get into the guts of it. If I'm going to lead change, i got to know this, and this is the hardest one to me. You need the right people around you to change. Um, we say sometimes you can't pull the wagon with those horses. You know, those closest to you determine your level of success. That's the scariest thing when you really have ambition. You want to go somewhere, and the people around you may not, may not have it. I was talking to some guys a moment ago starting a company, and this always happens. So just plan on if you want to start one. I had a guy a while back came to me and said, I'm going to start this business, and i got four guys going to leave their company. They're going to come with me, and we're going to do this. And, and, and I'm smiling. He says, what's the matter, Brother Bill? I said, they're not coming with you. He said, no, we've been lifelong friends. One of them was in my wedding. I, I know, and, and that was good. They're not coming with you. And, and so he's just trying to say, Brother Bill, you're scaring me now. You know, you gotta, and, and I said, I appreciate that. But see, that's your dream. You're passionate about it. They may not be. They're going to say, yeah, go jump. Go right ahead. They're kind of like watching you parachute. And after you jump, they're going to say, that's a long way. Shut the door. You know. And, and I said, now, if it's really your dream, you go ahead and jump. You get out there and you go for it. But don't do it because you feel the safety of them going with you. Because chances are real good they're not going with you. He said, no, they've already told me. Well, it wasn't probably a couple weeks back. He approached me. Brother Bill, you're right. How do you know that stuff? It, you know, when you've been long, lived long enough, you see that. And, and so when you jumped out of enough planes by yourself, you see that, you know. And, and, 
And, and they're kind of saying, well, you go on and get it started. And as it gets down the road, I'll be there. And, and he's saying, you know, they really, I got all pumped, excited, went and borrowed the money, did all this stuff. I jumped and they didn't come. Yeah, they're looking for a comfort. They're not afraid, you know, they're afraid of change deal. And that, that happens. It'll be okay. That'll be one of those blessings. He'll be glad later that it didn't happen. But did he really want it bad enough to do it anyway? And the key for us is this. You, you rather in your life, you, the hardest decision you're going to make is going to be those people that get around you. That's going to be, they determine how far you go. There's some people you carry too long. There's some people that, uh, that no matter what, they, they, they were great at one time, but they can't go any further. Those are the hardest things that you'll deal with in business is the people issues. Because that's the hard part. And part of it is you told them at one time. I need you. I want you on board. I believe in you. And then later on down the road, you realize they can't make the journey and they're struggling. And then they be, you begin to wonder, was I deceived? Did I lie to them when I said I needed them, when I said I wanted them? Because now I'm saying I, I, I can't use you. So where were, you know, what happened? You know what happened? They went as far as they could go. Now, th that part is the hardest. It's hard on us emotionally. Um, the guy I was with last night, I made a statement to him that, that he, he gave me something to help me to figure out which house on the block to go to. And I gave him something. He said, you ever said that before? I said, no, but I like it. He said, well, that's good. He was putting a team together for something he was doing. And, uh, and he was talking about almost the same thing, right team. And he said, okay, you have to do a lot leading volunteers, and they can get mad on you quick. I said, yeah. And I said, what I've learned is this, that that the right team is more important than the right time. And, and, and the way I explain it to him, something I'll do with you, I believe timing's important. I think you can miss it on time, and sometimes you say, what a mistake. But if I had to choose, I think the right team's still more important than the right time. I think the right team can make things work in a bad time. I think the wrong team can't do much good even with the right time. And, and so... If I had to have one or the other, now I hope you can have both, and, and the right team generally is smart enough to figure the right time, but if you've got to have one, I believe the right team is what makes the difference. And, and that is the hardest thing to do because you bring people with you that are with you temporarily but may not be with you permanently. So that's a, that's a very important thing to do. Probably working more and more on the right team is one of the crucial parts to continue to grow where you're growing. The uh, number six is this, change is an act of courage, and it really is. I've often said this, most decisions are not what to do decisions, they're courage decisions. You know, people approach me all the time, Brother Bill, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, what do you think I should do about? They know what they should do about. They're really asking me, is there an easier way than having to confront it or deal with it? And most decisions are courage decisions. That's, that's really what they are, is, is am I willing to, to do this? You know, in relationships, am I going to let issues and conflicts go underground, or am I going to surface them? And, and, and I, you know, we've always said, don't let them go underground, surface them. It's a courage issue to do that. Um, on, the, on the other issues of, of whether your business is at a level right now, some of you say, well, you know, I've been doing good. But if I had some more capital, you know, some more capital, I could do better. You're going to have the courage to go down to the bank and ask for it? Well, I've got a great dream and i got so-and-so. I know, but do you have enough courage to go back down to the bank and ask? I, I don't know. 
It's, it's always harder, you know, because you, then you're thinking, if I do it then, then I'm really committed, you know. I mean, I jumped now. And there's some bankers in this room saying, jump, we need to be in this. <laughs> but, uh, but, but at every level, there's that courage level. Am I going to act on what I know, or am I going to continue to stay where I am? And it's that old saying I used to say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always, you'll always be where you've always been. Uh, the, the last thing I say there for you is, uh, do you change everything? Obviously, the answer is no. You don't change something for the sake of, of, of change. Some people would love to change. The, the key is if, if it's productive, you know, then if it, you know, you know, keep it working. You never change. And we've got the message. I put the mission in my notes. You, you never really change the mission. In fact, if you get the mission right the first time, that's why you ought to think long, hard, and carefully over your mission. If you get the mission right the first time, you never have to change it. Your mission ought to always stay the same, but your methods are going to change. And so that's the, that's the understanding of it. And then, and then understand that procedures will change, which principles don't. That is, that, that there'll be certain times you'll be adding, taking away. You'll be, you'll be, as a football coach says, you'll be running the ball sometime, kicking the ball sometime, throwing the ball sometime. That'll all change. But the goal is still to get across the goal line and put points on the board. And, and the goal of your life's got to be, to make certain that you make a difference with the business that you're in and, and to give all that you can toward that. And so that's the hope that we have. Change is not easy, but let me tell you, change can really be your friend. It can be the opportunity to say, you know something, if it weren't for change, I'd be stuck where I am. And so change is really the friend that's going to come along and scare me and say, I want to take your hand and let's make this move. But if I make that move, I will find myself down the road knowing something I didn't know. And being further than I, than I was before. So I've got to be willing to make that change. And I encourage you not to let it be a barrier, but let it be a bridge.